Hello and welcome to today's episode of Sticky Note Marketing. I am Mary Zarnecki, your host. I am thrilled to, ex in, uh, let me do that again. <laughs> Hello and welcome to today's episode of Sticky Note Marketing. I am Mary Zarnecki, your host, and I am so excited today to introduce you to my guest expert, Mark Willis, who is a certified financial planner, a three-time number one best-selling author, the owner of Lake Growth Financial Services, a financial firm in Chicago, Illinois, and co-host of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. So over the years, he's helped hundreds of his clients take back control of their financial future and build their businesses with proven tax-efficient financial solutions unknown to most financial gurus. So he's become known as not your average financial planner. So today I am so excited to join in conversation with Mark and bring you what's working now so that you can take control of your financial future. So welcome Mark to the podcast. Uh, thanks Mary. Glad to be on. So I know we shared a little bit about what you're up to, but I know folks and I always am curious about how you ended up where you are now. So would you mind sharing a little bit of your background and how you got to what you do now? Just like sticky notes themselves, uh, my journey was sort of a happy accident. Uh, if you've <laughs> ever heard about the history of the sticky note, um, you know, we stumbled into the financial universe, my wife and I, mostly through student loans and kind of came out of our college degrees with uh, over $100,000 of student loan debt. And we graduated with our uh, three degrees between us from a master's degree and some undergrads in the midst of the Great Recession. And we had no awareness of money or plan to pay it off. That was the worst part. We had no plan or awareness, actually, more so than the debt number itself. And imagine uh, that's pretty common. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, isn't it funny that an 18-year-old can walk into a bank and, and get six figures of student loan debt, but you walk in that same 18 year old with a business plan in her hand or his hand and can't, cannot get a business loan. It's just, mm -hmm. I think, I think telling quite a bit, but um, yeah, it was, it was in those moments that my wife and I decided we had to get this money thing at least sort of figured out. And we struggled for a very long time. We, we were so bad at, at budgeting conversations that we had to sit in a public venue in case there needed to be a witness <laughs> to uh and uh we usually involved you know wonderful things like ice cream to to keep us motivated to go right uh, and and so we struggled through that but uh we we found our way into some unknown not so average financial concepts that truly revolutionized our marriage our life we felt like we couldn't keep this a secret so we started a, a financial firm to help other clients find true proven financial tactics, strategies, wisdom, principles that guide now over a thousand clients across the country. We meet with folks in all 50 states and really around the world to help folks build real wealth, not paper wealth, uh, and to do it in a way that helps people live better lives as a result. I love that. It sounds like there might also be a uh, course or consulting in there about how to talk about finances with your with your partner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you bet. There's definitely uh, plenty of plenty of room to grow for everyone. We're not perfect even today, but we do find that just like playing a musical instrument or learning how to dance, you get better at it as you practice. Fantastic. Well, now I know you work with your clients in a, in a variety of different ways, but some of the topics that you cover with them are about just general financial solutions, income maximization, retirement. What are some of the most frequently asked questions that you're hearing from your, your clients today? Well, it's all about inflation, uh, business solvency, uh, inventory creep, 
and supply chain shocks, market turbulence. We've seen the biggest market turbulent uh, start to the year since the 1920s. Let that sink in for a minute. Uh, So where are we headed is the general question I hear a lot of clients ask. And Niels Bohr, a famous guy, he he said once, he said, prediction is very difficult, especially when it involves the future. (laughs) And uh, so what we have to do is depend on things that never change and that give us uh, a proven track record to success, not picking the the right stock at the right moment, not choosing the right real estate market. Uh, those are fine and those are great when, you're, when your ticket comes in and you can cash in on a great investment. But how are you building your financial life in such a way that the outcome is determined before you even begin? Let me say that again, because that that I was about to say, let's, changed my can mind. Can you say yeah. that one more time so it's yeah. Well, yeah, like what if it was possible to have a financial plan where the outcome was determined, guaranteed and determined before you even started on the on the path? right? When we go from from uh, Oregon to Los Angeles or from Chicago to New York or whatever, we typically know what our outcome is going to be. And we even have a path and a map and a guide a guide system like a GPS on our phone or whatever to get us there. But when it comes to our financial life, there are no U-turns in our financial life. <laughs> and yet there is no um, guaranteed outcome when we set out on our financial life. Are you going to be a millionaire, a decamillionaire, or are you going to be like the average American's 401k, which at age 55 has an average balance of a hundred thousand bucks in it? Oh my gosh. So when you're 55 and you've got about a hundred grand in your 401k, how well are you prepared for retirement? Right. Um, how long the journey are you? So what if your financial plan could be determined before you even began? That's the kind of planning solutions, strategies that we like to encourage, discuss, unpack, especially for our business owner clients who quite honestly have a very risky asset in their portfolio. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mary, as you know, sometimes it's their only asset. You know, most people, they, they start their business and it's not like 401ks just fall out of the sky when you start your business. Mm -hmm. So most of the time when I sit down over zoom with folks to sit down and discuss their financial lives, their business is their retirement plan. Yeah. And there's no guarantees. You know, the business is on the on the on the Richter scale, it's one of the more risky places to park your cash. It's a great return when they work well, as you know. Uh, but it can be, you know, there's a lot of failure in business too. And I've met the people who who sunk it all into their business and then lost it all, unfortunately. So yeah, we try to sit down and think through how to build a proper like foundation to your financial um pyramid, whatever, and mm-hmm. then build up from there. I think that's brilliant. Well, you're you're singing the song of my people because as a marketing strategist, I I get a lot of business owners, business leaders, and even enterprises and corporations come to me with the question of well, which marketing channel do I use? And we always go back to the foundational strategy. Well, what do you actually want to accomplish? And yeah. I'm hearing you say exactly the same thing. So I love that. Starting with, well, what do you want? your future to look like, right? Do you want to end up at 55, 65 with only a hundred grand in your in your retirement account? Or should we plan for something else uh, for your yeah. future? Well, that, that, and just to put a little finer point on this, Mary, you bring up a great point that what do you want? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you want to go if if it's from if you want uh, if you hate Chicago style pizza and you want to fly to New York for their whatever they call that over there? I'm not going <laughs> to say it's pizza, but you know, <laughs> um, then, uh, <laughs> I see a little East Coast Chicago rivalry. <laughs> that's right. I'm just joking. But if you get in an airplane, let's say this airplane can fly 100 miles an hour. First of all, you got to know where you want to go. New York, in this case. Second of all, uh, you got to get an airplane that can get up in the air. Third. You got to check the wind and the environment in which your airplane is going to be flying. Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, that the wind, the headwind in the upper stratosphere is 300 miles an hour. I don't even know if that's real or not, but <laughs> but if your airplane can only go 100 miles at a time, yeah. But the wind at your face is pushing at you 300 miles. It does not matter how much you want that pizza. You're going to be going towards you know the west coast at 200 miles an hour, right? Your airplane can go one. The wind is pushing you at three. That's yeah. a, that's a, you might as well just land your plane, right? Exactly. And most business owners, they, they think the best that I can do is to get a higher rate of return in my mutual funds or my stock market accounts. That's, that's the right thing. Or, or, or I'll just invest in my business and my inventory and I'll just hope for a good return in my business. A lot of folks will say that, but the trouble is the average business owner is in debt and banks are the ones like parasites sucking money off the back of the the small business owner. Uh, to the tune sometimes of as much as 34% of their income, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. That's 34% of your gross sales on average going out the back door to banks, credit cards, finance companies. Uh, and and that is a headwind right in your face. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you got 5% or 15% or 45% on your Bitcoin or mutual funds. If you're getting that kind of headwind coming at you, the banks will win. And that's why banks oftentimes are the last survivors of the small business venture because uh, they've sucked the business dry. So we've got to figure this banking thing out mm-hmm. and we've got to decide, hey, are we one? What do we want to do? Where do we want to take our, our financial plane, you might say? Yeah. And, and then two, how can we control the environment in which our money lives so that banks aren't shoving you know, debt in our face and causing our, our business to to waver in the midst of it all? No, it's so true. Well, let me ask you this. So one of the things I always try to think about when when I'm working with clients is where are we going to redirect and where are we going to reinforce? So I'm imagining that for most of your clients, there are some things that they might actually be doing right and that you want them to keep doing or doing it just slightly in a different way. And then there are other things that you might want to stop them from immediately stop them from doing and redirect that in a different way. What would what are some of those things that you're seeing in those two categories? Well, I'm I'm probably going to answer this in such a way that might not be what you expect. You know, there's obviously good places and b- bad places to put your money. If someone tells you there's uh, some swamp land in Florida or some beach land property in Arizona they want to sell you, I'd say run. <laughs> uh, there's no beach land in Arizona, beachfront property in Arizona. Um, so, uh, but that aside, I would start with the question that you already asked, which is what do you want? What do you truly want? Uh, and And so often we're just sort of handed stuff from our, you know, from our accountants, here's Mm -hmm. a, here's your SEP IRA, or here's your 401k, Mm -hmm. or we're handed stuff from culture. Here's your Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, here's your, here's your cryptocurrency. You know, I was just hearing, and I'll see if I can get the statistic for you here, Mary, but I was just looking back in February of 2022, they were, there was some massive spending of cryptocurrencies on radio, TV, you know, major advertising, Uh, And it was it was remarkably a different world just in February of 2022. 
And in fact, let's see if I can find this this uh, statistic for you here. Yeah, total TV advertising spend marketing for crypto in February of 2022 was 84 million dollars. Mm. Now, at that point, Bitcoin was valued at 42,000 bucks a coin. Okay, so 84 million bucks spent when we were at our height in right. Bitcoin, right? Now, total TV ad spend in July of the same year, 2022, was only a total of $36,000. Mm. Wait a minute. $84 million spent in in February of this year, mm-hmm. back when the coins were way more expensive. Now, only a total TV ad spend of $36,000. That's like a penny. You know, right. it's like one commercial in the whole month of <laughs> July. Now, Bitcoin is half the price. Okay, so is it possible that we're being manipulated mm, there question. to buy high and to, you know, sell low? Right. So anyway, uh, start with the the desire. Mm-hmm. Start with what you want. Don't go with what your parents told you to do with your money. Don't definitely don't do what banks tell you to do with your money. Don't, you know, just take what your accountant says at face value. If he says, she says to put your money in a tax deferred 401k or IRA, don't just take that at face value. Start with what you want. Start with the characteristics of money or really just pretend that you were Pope of money for a day and just say, all right, hey, let me just wave a magic wand and let's design our perfect financial vehicle. What do you want it to do for you? You know, we'll find the right buckets later on, but start with the desire first. Do you want Do you want your money accessible to you? Mm-hmm. Do you want it to be full of penalties when you get access to it? Do you need someone's permission to get access to it? Do you want there to be taxes due when you pull the money out for any reason? Do you want there to be any prohibited transactions? Like cannot use it for your kitchen remodel. You can only use it for such and such, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want it to be private off of the radar of creditors if you get into financial difficulty? Do you want there to be any sort of competitive rate of return? Do you want there to be a certain guarantee that you can't lose money? Just sort of blue sky think for a little while. Mm-hmm. I found, I found Mary and I'll hush after this, but I found that the best thing is just to get people creatively thinking. Mm-hmm. It helps them feel like they're more in control. They, I feel like too often we're just, um, we feel like we showed up to a movie 45 minutes too late mm-hmm. when it comes to money. You know, we don't know who the characters are. We don't know why that guy just punched that other guy. We don't know why they're kissing over there. You know, we just don't understand the the plot because we all feel like we woke up or walked into the movie 45 minutes too late. I would say first, figure out, are we in the right theater, right movie? Are we sitting in the right seat? Do we want this money to do what it's doing to us right now? Or do we want to be in control of the environment where our money lives and impact our future the way we wish to see it impacted? I love what you said there about you know, don't just take advice without thinking about it first, right? Because I think you're you're hitting on a really important point, which is that so many of us can feel incredibly overwhelmed when it comes to finances, money, financial planning. You know, it's kind of like insurance. We think that we're going to get taken advantage of. We we aren't confident in, in even ourselves or what we know about it. And so we're almost afraid to ask questions, right? Or even like you're saying, even to dream big, why, what are the possibilities that I could even ask for? You know, is this just the best I'm going to get? Uh, so I really love the fact that you're starting with your clients really with that dream of, okay, well, what do you want? Do you want all of it sunk into something that you're not going to be able to access except under this specific, you know, once in a blue moon kind of a situation? 
Uh, or is there something else that we need to put together to fit you personally? It's not a one size fits all. There are 450 different places you can park your money and you can combine those together. So why is it all of us have all of our money in like three places, you know, <laughs> 401ks, savings accounts in our house? Right. Like where was it written? Since when did it get carried down on stone tablets that we were supposed to put money into a 401k? I mean, Mary, you know, as a marketing expert, you got to just, you know, admire what Wall Street has done over the last 40 years. They took a nation of savers back in 1940, for example, America, average American saved 30% of his or her income. So they took a nation of savers and they put that money mostly into things as, as simple as life insurance, annuities, savings accounts, you know, physical gold, whatever they did back in 1940. Mm-hmm. They took that nation and from about 1971 at, at the passing of the ERISA Act uh, and, it, and the very first 401k was only issued in 1981. Oh, wow. 1981 was the I first 401k. I didn't realize that was so recent. Yeah. Yeah. Now think about that for a minute, Mary. So the four, the 401k is so young, it's itself not even old enough to retire yet. <laughs> if 401k was a person, it would be still in the working days of its life. So I find that really interesting that we went from a nation of savers to a nation of speculators in the matter of about 40 years here. Mm-hmm. And now $30 trillion is inside 401ks, IRAs, all of it's tax deferred. And Wall Street is getting a fee off of all that $30 trillion every year, whether the market's up or whether the market's down, they're getting a fee off that money. It's called assets under management fees. That's how most of financial planners are paid. Uh, So what a great marketing scheme to take (laughs) us from 30% savings and safe, predictable and liquid accounts and moving us to a a nation of speculators where we only invest, not save, but we only invest 5% currently of Mm -hmm. our money. Uh, And our debt level is now close to 30%, 30%. So we went from a nation of saving to a nation of in debt. And are we all better off for it? That's, that's the question. Now there's better ways to do it. You know, there are 200 year old financial vehicles strategies. uh, And we typically like to think that grandma had something figured out back when she (laughs) would save back in the forties. So, so what would you say, you know, if you were going to, you know, for our listeners today, give them a couple key things that they can do now to start getting, you know, oriented, maybe improve their situation, improve that future picture. What would you say that they should be thinking about doing now? I'm going to try to put this on a sticky note. All right. <laughs> I love it. So, I love it. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know, the first thing is, as mentioned, I think what you could do literally today is grab a sticky note, an actual sticky note, and just write down four things that you want your money doing for you. It could be 10 things, 20 things, but at least four at least start thinking for uh, four different characteristics, not labels, not 401ks, IRAs. Don't put any names to it yet. Just write down attributes, adjectives, characteristics. I'll start with four just to get everybody thinking. And I've even got a little acronym here. It's TGIF. Okay. <laughs> uh, even though it's not Friday as we're recording, we'll, we'll think it is. So no, we, we love, we love acronyms around here. Okay. <laughs> the, one of the tools that we stumbled across is something known as bank on yourself. It's a little known variation of whole life insurance, um, but it's not the kind of life insurance that, you know, your grandparents probably talked to you about or that radio hosts love to hate about. Um, it does four things and it's TGIF. So the first is uh, it's a bucket of money that grows guaranteed. So you can build wealth inside this vehicle and it grows on a predictable basis. So guaranteed. 
Now I started with G, but let me start now with T. So TGIF, let's start with T. T stands for tax-free access to money. That's what one of the characteristics I needed to have for myself when we were paying off our debts. I needed some tax-free access to my money. And if we design the policies correctly, these bank-on-yourself policies can be accessed tax-free. Nice. Second, second is it's guaranteed every single year, no matter what the market's doing, it will grow on a guaranteed and predictable basis because it's not tied to the stock market. So second is guaranteed growth. Third, it is insurance. So I'll leave my family more than I could save for them. If I put a hundred bucks in my savings account, I'll have a hundred bucks to leave my family. If I put a hundred dollars in my, my uh, bank on yourself designed whole life policy and die, then my family gets whatever, you know, 500 bucks or whatever uh, for the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. So that's the third. And that's an income tax-free legacy for my family right there. And then fourth, uh, financing, financing. So I was insurance. F is financing. Your need, and, and as a certified financial planner, I would say that your need for financing is even greater than your need for insurance, your rate of return and your mutual funds, your uh, desire to pay off your debts. Mm -hmm. Your need for financing is the most important financial need you have in your life uh, because we're all going to buy on average eight to 10 cars. We're going to go on on average 15 to 20 vacations. We got a couple of kids to send to college. We got a couple of houses, typically around three or four houses that we buy over our lifetime. Mm -hmm. That's millions of dollars, not to mention your business is going to need cash. So your need to finance major purchases uh, is is the most important part of your financial life. So, so financing and your need for the best way to buy those big things, those big items in your life, is is maybe more important than what you got in your mutual funds last year. So tax-free, guarantees, insurance needs covered, and financing. That's what I would put on my sticky note. I think those are important points. So hopefully everyone is listening to that. I hope you got your sticky notes out. You know, when you watch this show, have those handy because we've always got actionable tips for you. So we love that. T-G-I-F. I love too, you know, everyone who listens to the show knows that I'm married to a chef and restaurant owner and I've got two boys, but family is a big deal for a lot of us, right? So yes, we want our business to grow. Yes, we want our financial future protected, but usually it's more than just us. It's someone else or others that we care about and we want to make sure that they're protected or not, you know, damaged mm -hmm. by the, the, the choices that we make, right? So yeah. I love that, that third part of that. It's a big deal. I mean, why should our mission stop just because our heart did? You right. know, so what if what if you could make sure that your missions, your charities, your family, the people you care about in this the world you want to see created, the world you're getting up and and getting up out of bed to work on every single day? Let's see it come to fruition. I want to see those dreams realized. Regardless of what happens to my body, I want to see this world changed in a positive way. So I'm with you all the way on that, Mary. I love that. Well, so I've just got a couple more questions for you. One is one that um, I know I've chatted with my my girlfriends and friends about is, is it too late for us, right? So if we're in our 40s or even 50s, is it too late for us? Are we just stuck with whatever choices we've made up until this point? Or is it worth talking to someone like you or another financial advisor to, to make some different choices? Well, I think you could probably answer this, Mary, <laughs> um, because- Every day we get up is another day to start. And yes, the best answer is started starting 20 years ago would have been even better for all of us. You know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, <laughs> sure. but, but the second best time to plant a tree is today, right now, this moment. 
Uh, and no, I, I work with clients clear up into their late seventies, early eighties, even, uh, to, to get started. Even I have a guy, he's 83. He, he gets in these muscle cars and drives around like a maniac and does a hundred pushups a day. I mean, that guy is probably younger than I am biologically. Uh, and he, he's twice my age or more. So, you know, man, I, I would just say, yeah, we're all spring chickens in the great scheme of things. And it's no better time to get started than right now. Fantastic. Awesome. So our past decisions don't have to define us. We can take that control back of our future. I love that. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for everything that you've shared with us today. I hope everyone's got their TGIF sticky notes started. So are there any parting thoughts or last things that you wanted to share with with our listeners today? Well, I'd just say, you know, again, consider the environment in which your money lives. It's like a it's like the airplane analogy. It doesn't matter if you're flying as hard as you can, pushing into that business, trying to make it work. If you've got all the environment pushing against you, there's not much you can do about it. It's a lot like my fish in the aquarium uh, in our in our home. You know, the fish might do its very best, but if we mess up the temperature of the the <laughs> the environment in which that temperature or that water is uh, holding that fish, it's not going to end well for the fish. <laughs> so you've got to control the banking environment. That's the, I think the most important piece here. If you get banking right, you'll get you know you'll, you've got a better chance of making it in your business and your financial life writ large. I like that. Take control of that environment, right? Don't don't cook the fish. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure you've inspired several people, if not hundreds of people today. So I would love to make sure that everyone knows where to find you. If people want to follow up with you, learn more about what you've got going on. I know, you know, Mark's got a podcast. He's got three best-selling books out there. He's got lots of information, more uh, details to share with you. Where is the best place for them to go? You can find everything at kickstartwithmark.com. If you want to build real wealth outside of Wall Street, we can help. Uh, imagine how it would feel to never have another market turbulent year like we've had this year. So just go to kickstartwithmark.com and we can have a quick 15-minute introductory phone call if you'd like to chat. Fantastic. I think that's so generous. I mean, it's very hard to get time with people. So to be able to actually get one-on-one time with Mark, uh, we're going to link that below, but kickstart with Mark. Looking forward to it. Well, thanks, Mark, for joining us today. Thank you, Mary. Thanks for all you do. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening to our guest expert episode today of Sticky Note Marketing. If you have any questions, always reach out to us. Again, I hope you take Mark up on his offer for that one-on-one conversation and looking forward to seeing you on the next episode of Sticky Note Marketing.